everybody! Hi, friends. Well, from gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, you're so special, Dan. <laughs> you're <laughs> one of God's creations, Dan. Ah, and ah. you are special. The specialness uh, factor, yes, indeed. <laughs> we will be talking about uh, what happens to us and mm. our place in the universe slash world when, when, when you don't believe that you're Jesus's special little buddy anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, it hurts. It's, does it hurt? I don't know. Uh, maybe not. We'll see. Maybe it does. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. We're not. There's no spoilers here. Oh, no. We're not going to spoil it. No. All right. <laughs> well, Dan, I've got the story of... One Mr. J.D. Hall. Does that name ring a bell to you? Mm, uh, he's a, a Baptist pastor who uh, has quite the little online presence. He's up, up there in Montana making videos. Um, well, and uh, that, None of what you've said gives me any hope or confidence. <laughs> uh, apparently he has spent the last number of years warning that liberals are taking over the Southern Baptist Convention. Oh, no. Uh, and evangelical churches in general. Um, <laughs> Why do I think that's very much not the case? <laughs> he also, uh, during the pandemic, I guess he got a little bit of uh, broader attention uh, because he was offering uh, religious liberty vaccine exemption letters. And he had plans. I don't know if he ever actually followed through on them, uh, but he had plans to publicly shame COVID-19 snitches his word and uh wait what is the COVID 19 snitch i don't not really sure but it doesn't sound good no it sounds yeah that's not sounds that's bad not a good and thing. that's why he would be all against it i uh, i don't know like people who report people for not wearing masks i don't know I d what, what is the COVID 19 or people snitch? people who who report their neighbor who they know has a fake vax card or something oh yeah which you should do if you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I mean, but report to whom? Yeah. <laughs> what is the enforcement body here? <laughs> True enough. Uh, all right. So. I like to point at them and just go, hey. <laughs> so why am I bringing him up? Why, 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 why are we setting this uh, stage? Well, it's because uh, he was arrested uh, recently on oh, no. uh, DUI. And oh. uh, that's driving under the influence uh, mm -hmm. and weapons charges. Um, he was uh, pulled over as these things usually do happen uh, for uh, a moving violation. Well, his moving violation was that he was uh, driving in a bike lane. But, you know, he probably does that anyway. He I'm probably... just going to say they frown on that even in Montana. <laughs> Damn liberal cyclists. <laughs> I'm going to get you. Yeah. You, um, you'd, you'd think like hitting cyclists would be a sport in Montana. <laughs> anyway, um, he uh, allegedly had slurred speech. Uh, he was stumbling, had poor balance, all of which his church in a statement uh, says that he suffers from vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> Which 
causes poor coordination, slurred speech, and word displacement. Oh my um, god, they literally just went onto Google and was like, <laughs> what could cause this? No kidding. Picked the one that sounded the most the 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 most innocuous. <laughs> so yeah, vitamin D defeat. Let's see how far that defense gets him in court. <laughs> Um, but as far as they're, they're running with it, they said, and since no alcohol was involved, the arrest was not quote, ministerially disqualifying. He also uh, the statement also said that, um, that, that he, uh, was potentially addicted to working and that the church's <laughs> elders have instructed him to take three months off to rest. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah. It was definitely take three months off to rest, not let's let this whole thing blow over. And as just an added special touch to this whole thing, uh, they uh, according to the statement, Hall cannot return to work without his wife's approval. Um, <laughs> so wow. So yeah, um, I thought I thought the Bible said something about men having dominion over women, but I, oh, I guess not. <laughs> Not in the hall residence, apparently. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Somebody get that boy some vitamins. <laughs> Poor guy. Get get that guy a Flintstone for vitamin, crying out loud. Vitamin D, just drink some milk, man. Yeah, Go sit man. in the sun for 15 minutes a day. Isn't there that what go. you're supposed to do? I don't know. Vitamin D? I, don't I guess. Yeah. I don't know. If maybe it was like, you know, further north, I would I would buy it a little bit more. Like if it was... <laughs> He was in Fairbanks during, right during the winter, in Yellowknife. Sure, yeah, or Whitehorse, one of the one of the color related northerly uh, towns in Canada. <laughs> Indeed. All right. You you mentioned Southern Baptists. Mm. Uh, I the Southern Baptist uh, convention. Each year, in they release an annual report, and uh, you know we all wait on, on in pins and needles for for this report to come out. Uh, it's not good mm. for the Southern Baptists, which is great. Um, the report does not delineate how much it's being taken over by the damn liberals, uh, so I can neither confirm nor deny your ding dong's uh, assessment. But what I can talk about is a couple things. The first one that I looked at is talking about how many baptisms there are as compared to how many uh, people they have, how many membership, like their total membership. So the back, if you go all the way back to uh, like 1946, uh, their baptisms to members ratio was about one to 22. One baptism, one new baptism for every uh, me- 22 members that they had. Hmm. That was, but that was back when they only had a little under uh, 6 million mm. members. They have a lot more than that now. Um, for years, it was in that sort of range, sort of 1 to, to 20-ish range. Um, by the 70s, it jumped up to 1 to 30, which is less good. I mean, but like, you know, you figure once as their membership rises, it's going to be harder to to keep pace in terms of new membership. But uh, yeah, it dropped down from uh, one to one to 30. Um, then it bounced around between the thirties and the forties. It Uh-oh. wasn't great for them when it hit that one to 40 
uh, ratio. Then in 2013, it hit 1 to 50 for the first time. Uh, by 2019, it was 1 to 60. Ooh. Now, uh, a pandemic's obviously not going to be great for them. Uh, sure. We've reported on how the pandemic has not been great for religion uh, yeah. in general. Well, and also sort of the trend line was already there. Yeah, but we, having a big push. Yeah, we, uh, we can give them a pass. I'm not going to give them a pass. <laughs> I'm just going to say this was already, you know, everybody was already sort of headed in this direction. Yeah. And then something pushed a whole lot of people over the edge. Yeah. So it went from one to 50 in 2019 or one to 60 in 2019 to uh 2020 oh no oh, uh no. they basically they it was one it was again one to about 62 uh and then in 2021 so 2020 you'd think it would have like that's when it would have been the worst absolutely because yeah. who's gonna get baptized in 2020 no 2021 it jumped up to one to 114. Oh, geez. One, one baptism for every 114 members that they have. They, and now, mind you, they have 14 million members now. Right. Well, but that's I, a drop mm -hmm. from 14 and a half million members. Mm. So they are drastic, dramatically losing members. Dear God. But they are still not gaining anything. So they're, they're kind of wilting on the vine. Yeah. Uh, in terms of membership. Wow. I can't wait to see like this year's numbers. Right. I need to know. Yeah. Inquiring minds want to know. Um, <laughs> Cause yeah, the, the other number that's, that's scary for them is that average in-person weekly attendance at Southern Baptist convention churches at SBC churches, you declined from 2020 Hmm. to 2021 now 2020 nobody was going to church 2021 it declined 18 more percent dear god so they are <sighs> they they're in real trouble well it's just not it's it, it probably isn't the same so many people have like clearly stopped going yeah. and then when people started going back they're like well this is kind of sucks you know it's like <laughs> You know, it's just kind of half full. It's well, not, and also, not as, not as exciting. The spell was probably broken mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They went back and looked around with sort of fresh eyes and were like, this is what, this is what we were? Yeah. This is what we believe in? I'm not, I don't think I'm down for this. Yeah. So, hooray for us. Sorry for them. Uh, it's, wah, wah. it's wonderful. Wonderful for us. Um, I will say there's probably a little bit of lag time, like without like, you know, a, a community that's active, like a lot of those baptisms in 2020 were probably people who had sort of decided or were on track to getting baptized pre pandemic. Oh, that's an interesting. Point. Right. And then they, they just didn't have any community or, you know, quote unquote fellowship happening. Right. Yeah. And so the numbers just like, like just tanked. And the thing is, they've lost that momentum. They've lost that 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 mechanism now. The pipeline, the pipeline is empty. is empty, and there's just not there's not baptisms happening, which I know are always big public events. They're important. People want to like because and as a former Mormon missionary, 
one of the best things to do was to also get your your people that you're working on to a baptism. Yeah. You see this person making this big decision. It can be like um, in the moment, it's kind of a moving thing, right? And, and you see all these other people celebrating that uh-huh. one person individually. Yeah. And yeah. And you kind of yeah. decide that you want it for yourself, even whether, even if you've consciously acknowledged it or not, like without baptisms, they are losing momentum period. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. All right. Well, cool. Yep. Dan. What? Uh, Tennessee has uh, new license plates coming out. Isn't that oh, exciting? God. Dan, <laughs> new license plates. Um, and as even our own state has done, uh, there's a choice. You, you can choose between the atheist version, <laughs> which doesn't mention God at all. Right. Or the one that says in God, we trust. Sure. Right. Um, which is sadly pretty standard for states in these United States. Holy crap. I know. And they're just, you drive around here locally and you notice sort of geographic differences, right? Like if you're driving around in Utah County, uh, which is the Mormon hub right now, which is where, which is where BYU is. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not where the Mormon HQ is here in, which is here in Salt Lake, but but it's really but where it's much the population center is now. Um, yeah. It's no longer Salt Lake City. But um, you see a lot of the In God We Trust license plates, which here in Utah also are the f- just ugliest license plates you could possibly choose. <laughs> These people are actively wanting the In God We Trust because they're not choosing it because it's an attractive plate. Right. right? It's just, it just has an American flag on it in one corner. It says Utah and then it says In God We Trust. Yeah, I think the the Tennessee ones, they sound like they're a little bit more designed to suit. Um, they're designed as license plates, whereas ours were just like this weird afterthought. Right. Um, but there are numbers coming in that are being tracked as to which counties have higher percentages of in God we trust license plates being picked. OK, <gasps> which I think is actually. I just I kind of love it that like this is like a statistic that somebody is collecting. Uh Um, So in the County uh, where Nashville sits, Davidson County, they have the lowest percentage of vehicle owners choosing the, in God we trust plates. It's uh, 13.3% of Nashvillians uh, are getting the new plates. Okay. Um, Go Nashville. Nice. Yeah. Kind of, kind of cool. Uh, there are some reasons that people will think it's being skewed just a little bit because the county, um, the plates, I guess, are issued at the county level. Um, and so you go into like the local county DMV or whatever, and they hand out the license plates. And if you don't request the In God We Trust, they're not giving them out. Right. Right. It is the, def- they're the default or I want In God We Trust. Um, well, a lot of people were feeling like uh, Nashville was not informing people clearly enough that they had a choice. But over there in Fentress County, uh, which is near the Kentucky state line um, and sounds like a horrible place. Uh, <laughs> sorry, anybody in Fentress County. They uh, have chosen the In God We Trust plates at a 98 <laughs> percent 
great. Wow. They have people walking into the office and as they walk through the door, they are shouting, give me the God we trust plate. <laughs> They're shouting their preferences, apparently. Wow. Um, because they do not want to, uh, you know, drop the ball here. Well, they don't. What? 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 They can't be seen not getting that plate. Yeah. I feel bad for these 2% people of people who like, you know, just got the default plate. They talked to a, uh, to a believer who opted to not, this is over in Nashville to Uh not get the, uh, in God we trust plate. And he says, as much as I believe in God and trust him, I don't believe it should be on a state sanctioned license plate. Thank you, Darren Morrissey. Thank you. You are correct. Uh, He said, if I want to send a message about God, I'd get a bumper sticker. Yeah, that is correct. That is the way to do it. And there's all sorts of ways that you can show that you love Jeebus. (laughs) It doesn't have to be through a government entity or through a government issued thing. No kidding. I mean, can we just talk about that for a second? Like these plates are uh, just making me crazy. Like, I hate him. My, I actually drive a car that has in God we trust license plate. I know you do. I love it. <laughs> but it's a company car. And like, I didn't have any choice in the matter. And so I'm and like for the first like while I was like really, really uncomfortable driving that car. Like, yeah. I was just like, I hate this so much. And now I don't even think about it. I think it's incredibly ironic. Um, yeah. And I've talked to my boss a couple different times. And I'm like, I will pay to have this car relicensed <laughs> like whatever it costs like can we yeah. just please get a different license plate he's like well yeah i mean i think if i pushed <laughs> harder he would probably go along with it oh but, my god that is funny yeah so there are people out there everyone that are driving around in god we trust license plates and don't want it here's what i want to see i want to see statistics not on who, where the people have them. I want to see accident statistics and like, <laughs> I want to see like who, which, if you have the In God We Trust license plate in a specific state, mm-hmm. are you more or less likely to be cited for speeding, for to be in accidents, to blah, blah, blah. I want to know that, those statistics. I feel like I am cut off in traffic more often by someone driving an In God We Trust license plate. It feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like they're just worse drivers. I and less considerate and crap. Less considerate, absolutely. I, I, I mean, it, it's probably I'm just noticing it rather than again the default that you just don't really notice as much. Mm. And so when you are cut off by those people, whatever, it doesn't register. It's clearly registering though every time. <laughs> it's like you're a fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah, you're god believing asshole. And you drive like a jerk. <laughs> That's that. Now you need that bumper sticker. <laughs> You're a God believing asshole and you drive like a jerk. <laughs> TGIA. <clears throat> That's actually a pretty good <laughs> bumper sticker. <sighs> oh, boy. Well, uh, since we're in the South, I'll just keep us there uh, in Louisiana. We've talked about uh, I, I wish I didn't know the name. Tony Spell, uh, but he's a pastor in Louisiana, and he was one of the first COVID-defiant 
pastors in the country. He made a big stink, you'll recall, about mm. we're going to have church whether there's COVID or not, and mm. J- Jesus will protect us, and you can't tell me not to have church, you know, <laughs> with your laws or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he was a he was arrested, and uh, he was he was uh, then charged with defy with, with six criminal counts of defying orders. Like uh, there were two different orders that he defied thrice in in the charges uh and he wanted the charges dismissed but a judge uh denied that motion and then uh, a year later a three judge panel upheld that denial so things were going great and then he appealed again mm. and the Louisiana State Supreme Court citing our beloved current National Supreme Court. Oh no! Uh, they overturned uh, this and said that orders thirty and thirty-three that he violated actually violated him. <gasps> they violated his fundamental right to exercise religion by exempting comparable secular activities from mandated restrictions. Oh my God! So, what were these other activities? You know, grocery shopping. That's not a comparable activity. It's in zero ways is it comparable. Uh, it it was it's like you know the things that are necessary for human beings to continue staying alive. Yeah. Um, and also like grocery stores had special hours for you know people over a certain age to come and feel safe shopping. They had like direction signs telling you which direction you could go up and down the aisles. Right. Right. Like they were taking precautions. It turns out a lot of these precautions were insane, but we didn't know that. We didn't know that at the time they were. We were just doing everything we could not to spread a deadly pandemic. (laughs) Uh, But you know, Oh God, I got yelled at for going down the wrong way. I just forgot. Right. Some, some, somebody yelled at me. You're going the wrong way. Did did you freak out and go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I just kind of like looked at her and turned around and yeah. was just like, oh, yeah, I know it's stressful times. We're all doing our best <laughs> here, people. <laughs> like, uh, but it turns out uh, that's not true. Not everyone was doing their best. Tony Spell totally was definitely true. not doing his best. Yeah. But. Uh, we do live in a country where it's impossible to imagine uh, that church isn't the most valuable thing in the universe. So, oh yo yo, all right. So he's off the hook, apparently. Well, <laughs> oh, this country. All right, Dan. Yeah, I have the story of somebody with a very interesting hobby. Um, Mister uh, Rasmus. Paladin. He's uh, a, a Danish man. He's the leader of their far right party called Stram Kurs. It means hard line. Yeah. And uh, he, <laughs> for whatever reason, he is just taken up. He just loves, loves burning Korans. <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's traveled all around lighting up copies of the Quran. Oh, you don't um, get you don't have more fun in a day 
<laughs> than 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 burning a Quran. Uh, apparently, he has uh, dual nationality between or citizenship or whatever between uh, Denmark and Sweden, and so he he he's also he hasn't only burned up uh, Qurans in, in Denmark. He also goes to Sweden, and he went to um, an area that is inhabited largely by Muslims, I guess, um, or at least has a large Muslim population. Mm. And uh, this is all, he's just being provocative, right? Of course. Like there's, there's no reason to go around to do this. I mean, I'm sure he's saying I have the right and therefore I do it, but that's also not a thing, right? Like you don't, to to be clear to all of our listeners, the fact that you have the right to something. Correct. That's not a good reason to do the thing. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have like <laughs> you're just being an asshole, right? Right. At this point, and also, which you do have the right to do, you you absolutely have the right to do. Um, but not for nothing, uh, he's caused riots to break out by doing yeah. this. There was um, there was a riot in Stockholm that left uh, 125 police cars damaged. Um, 34 officers were injured and 13 people were detained. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Like people shouldn't be so easily provoked. Burning a book should not cause this. And I guess right. he thinks he's proving some ridiculous point, but the, he's also being provided with police protection when he does these things. Right. And I think that's the wrong choice. I really do. Like, like he's standing behind this like giant shield of protection just so he can piss people off. Because he does know full well what the response is going to be. Absolutely. It's, it's, there is an element of like yelling fire in the theater. It feels like it, right? Like, it just feels like this is not, um, (laughs) good behavior. I don't know what you can do about it because it does definitely feel like the kind of thing that like is hard to legislate away. Right. Right. While still protecting people's, you know, freedom of expression, but just stop it. (laughs) (laughs) This is ridiculous. I think once you've burned one Quran and had a crazy reaction, that's enough. Right. Yeah. It's actually, it's already probably too much, but Oh, you found out, you know, what's going to happen. Why the fuck do you just keep going around and doing it? I remember, you know, it, it, here's, it's so funny to me because I'm guessing that if you burned a Bible in his presence, he'd probably flip out a little bit. Like I, I remember I was walking around downtown Salt Lake. I was walking around actually Mormon temple square one year during, uh, during general conference, which is Mm. a madhouse Mm. usually not, you know, this was pre pandemic. So there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people there, uh, you know, in their, in their Sunday best. And then there are protesters. And the protesters are bizarre. Just yeah. people with no lives. I don't understand it. You know, and they're always, they're not, it's, you know, it's not us. It's not atheists protesting. It's people of other Christian backgrounds who are like, you're not real Christians. You're bad. Right. And, uh, and one of the guys was taking a Book of Mormon, which he had put on a string and throwing it on the ground and then dragging it back to him 
to taunt the Mormons. Look what I'm doing to your holy book. And then daring passersby to do anything bad to his Bible because he'll hit you. Well, you got a couple things wrong here, dude. <laughs> it was, I was just like, like uh. first of all, they're not going to do anything to your Bible because they also believe in the Bible. Yeah, that's their Bible too. Right. They so love that Bible. That's not going to cool, right? I guess. Right. On your part. Um, but yeah, why? I don't get this whole like, I need to desecrate your holy thing in front of you in order to like prove that I'm like righteous or on the right side or or look or, or yeah exactly like, what, and and like why do they think that provoking people in that way is going to do anything but make them feel more hardened against your stance yeah you know I, yeah i don't i like literally what is the point <sighs> i'm proving that your god if your god was so cool why doesn't he make me stop well Easy enough. Let's yeah. burn up a Bible in front of you and see what happens. Yep. Nothing except your hurt feelings. Yeah, it's just a dumb book. Yeah. Oh, oh well, there you go. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close things out uh, with a little bit of fun uh, interplay between politics and religion. Um, it's, it's, it's been a long time coming, Frank. Oh. But it, Archbishop... Archbishop Salvatore de J. Cordelion, who who is the uh, the Archbishop uh, over the Archdiocese of Sol- of San Francisco, okay, has finally done it. Um. He has taken the step that he has been threatening. Uh, he has now he tweeted that he is going to refuse to allow House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to from ta- to take communion. Oh my God. Cause she likes abortions so much. It's pretty amazing. Um, And see if you can spot the misogyny just in how he words the tweet. (laughs) Great. After numerous attempts to speak with her, to help her understand the grave evil she is perpetrating, the scandal she is causing and the danger to her own soul. She is risking I have determined that the point has come in which I must make a public declaration that she is not to be admitted to Holy Communion unless and until she publicly repudiate her support for abortion, quote, rights. He put rights Mm. in scare quotes. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I do listen, fellas, guys, I'm talking to you right now. If you are taking the stance that you are trying to help someone understand something that they've been understanding for decades, <laughs> you're that's that's you're in a bad spot. You're doing a bad thing. <laughs> you're wrong. Oy, oy, oy. Oh my God. Uh, I, this... You know, I tried to help her understand the, that the, she's wrong, but she just can't. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, Oh no. Yeah. She doesn't get her nasty wafer and her disgusting wine. Yeah, I'm sure she, she's she's probably super sad about this. I mean, it's it's so funny because the Pope himself 
didn't deny yeah. Joe Biden, like literally told Joe Biden he could continue to take this, the the Eucharist, the, what do they call it? I just said it. The, I, I, the communion. I, communion, yeah, whatever. Communion. I, um, the words, the word, uh, the Mormon word, uh, sacrament popped into my head and I couldn't think of the, I suddenly <laughs> wasn't able to word anymore. Yeah, I, uh, it's. I mean, I, this this bishop would probably also deny Joe Biden uh, yeah. communion as well. I, I doubt he's being he would be fully inconsistent with that. Really, oh no, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. But my yeah. point is that, like, when the the head man in charge, the big pontiff himself, is like, uh, "No, we're not going to be denying you," like for for this, yeah. For this it, asshole to go rogue and be like, yeah, we're going to make sh- we're I'll teach her a lesson. Yeah. I mean, we've, we, I know we talked about a story where it was like kind of made clear to the American bishops, right? Wasn't it that like, no, that's not something that we do. Didn't they have some? Well, weird yeah. I mean, I, I think that there back. has been a back and forth on that point. Yeah. It's, so there you go. it's just mind boggling to me. I, I'm sitting here trying to like really process the whole thing because i mean part of me is just like it's like well then nancy pelosi move on right like like or all of or all catholic women mm -hmm. who know how important this shit is yeah like look at your fucking church yeah there there comes a time where you know you there is the distance has grown between your religion and your actual beliefs and 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 like what do you do about that like this organization yeah. is continuing to drift further right on this issue yeah and getting more down. strident in their stance and you just don't see the world that way like a powerful a powerful a majority a powerful a maj- statement from her would be just like well then go fuck yourself right you know we know that a majority of catholics in the United States believe in abortion rights. Yeah. So yeah, their leadership is out of touch and out of step with them. Yeah. Um, but or are they out of step with the Lord, Frank? Yeah. All of these people, I know it's a tricky out thing. there murdering babies. <laughs> Just, Oh, loving every minute of it. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, if you are out of step with the Lord and would like to tell us about it, please feel free to write into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave a voicemail message. We'd love to hear you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. We have more show coming up. Hey, Frank. Dan. A woman named Rachel Ham, who is apparently a, a, has a show. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is a, an, an author, a speaker, Mm. and she is running for secretary of state of the great state of California. Oh, okay. And uh, she, you know, she's working hard. She's out there on the campaign trail, but she has a special ask for the people who uh, who are her supporters, and uh, I thought we should all just listen to it. All right. First of all, vote for Rachel Hamm. Second thing is, let's pray. Let's pray for several things. Let's pray 
that if they steal votes in the machines, the votes are flipped back. Let's pray that if they create fraudulent ballots, they're incinerated. Let's ask the angels to go burn them up. No fake ballots. If people who are not American citizens try to vote, let's pray it doesn't work, that that vote disappears. Any attempt, any of the 1,000 ways that they are attempting to cheat, let's pray that it doesn't work. That, that their schemes to cheat and to steal fall back on their own head and that they are unsuccessful. Would you agree with me in prayer for that? I know it's a weird thing to pray. These are weird times. We're in war and it's a weird war. But one of the ways I think we're going to win this war is through praying prayers like this. So join me in praying for that and also vote in person for Rachel Hamm for Secretary of State for the state of California so that I can be the chief elections officer for the state of California to give California an honest election. It's, it's a prayer it, thing, Frank. It's a prayer thing. And it's remarkable to me because they just keep trying, right? <laughs> they, like this has never worked. Right. They've, they've never gotten a prayer to actually work. Yeah. Uh, and yet they keep trying with this ridiculous blind faith. This well, sooner or later, sooner or later, God's going to actually do something. Here's here's how this uh, here's how this will work, though. Uh, considering the fact that all of the voter fraud that they keep talking about <laughs> never happened. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Maybe the prayer works retroactively and they can just uh, they can feel good uh. about the fact that no ballots needed to be incinerated. No. uh no machines yeah. needed to be flipped back. Right. Um, frankly, what she's talking about, it sounds to me like, is asking God to help them cheat. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure yeah. about that. Um, what I'm what I'm hearing is um, somebody who I'm sure is highly qualified to be secretary of state who would be completely over, you know, in over her head. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to take her at her word that she's actually concerned about the legitimacy of elections. Right. Let's just, okay. Let's just, let's just do that just for one second. Right. Um, feels like a stretch, but okay. <laughs> but I, I would just love for one of these people who I genuinely believes that there was all this like crazy voter fraud sit over a system be in charge of it and see like literally no voter fraud coming in and just be like, well, huh? Yeah, exactly. Not because so much of the quote unquote fraud that supposedly happened, happened in Republican states mm -hmm. with Republicans, you know, with Republican secretaries of state and Republican governors overseeing the elections. Right. So who did the fraud? Yeah. I know it's um, in Arizona and in right and in Georgia and, you know, all these places like, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, there was that like super conservative, crazy group that went and picked up all the ballots in Arizona. Right. The, yeah. And went through them and did this huge analysis and very quietly just walked away and just because they couldn't find anything. No, they found they found fraud in the other direction. Was that what it they was? They found a little tiny bit of fraud, but it was like yeah, but it's pro it's Republican within... fraud. <laughs> Nonetheless, right? Like, like it's just like I, I, I don't know. Like, I do believe that there. I'm 
please don't misunderstand me, everyone. I do believe there are bad actors who would gladly make things swing for them yeah. um, because they because they think that that's the game. They've become so convinced that that's what the left has been doing because they keep being told this when it's just patently not true that they think that that's now the game is yeah. that you have to figure out how to steal elections. Yeah. And that's terrifying because they were just losing elections and couldn't face the facts that they were just losing. Right. And although, I mean, the really big, it's more that Donald Trump lost an election and they just couldn't deal with it. Be- because it's unconscionable. <sighs> it is unthinkable. How could that man, how could that man possibly lose an election? I mean, sure. He lost he ever the first won election won. too. <laughs> I mean, the popular vote, he's, he didn't, yeah. he got fewer votes, but that doesn't count. Right. Oh my God. Just, just so everyone knows, uh, this Rachel Ham person is endorsed by both general Michael Flynn and the, my pillow guy. So she's legit. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's legit. Well, oh, yeah, we yeah. didn't have a lot of correspondence. We had some correspondence pertaining to our, our, our call for people to tell us Mm. their uh, experience leaving a high demand religion, which we still want to hear from you guys about yeah. that. Uh, if, if you're willing to um, tell us your story, tell us how, uh, you know, what, what it was like when you left your high demand religion. But mm-hmm. uh, we did have, we did have a couple, we had uh, one person write in. She, this was an unsigned uh, email. which said, dear Frank and Dan, I have been listening to your show for almost a year now. Thank you so much for the content. Uh, it can be pretty lonely being an atheist here in Bible country. Mm. I was eating lunch at a restaurant the other day and could see four churches from where I was sitting. Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by people who think differently than me. I have to keep my atheism a secret for fear of some type of retaliation against myself or my children mm-hmm. who attend public school here. Mm. Man, that is, not, uh, that, that is not an uncommon experience. In yeah. these United States. I, uh, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like, it's one of those things, you know, Frank, you and I have, uh, have said from time to time, and re- I, would, I would reiterate that if it's uh, even remotely safe for you, you should come out as an atheist. But it's also totally, I mean, and we say that because visibility is very important and sure. because... Uh, you know, acceptance of our community doesn't come if people don't know that they know someone. You know what I right. mean? It doesn't. It will. It doesn't come until we're uh, open and out there, and people right. see that we're just folks and whatever. But when the safety of your children is in question, yeah, definitely. <laughs> De- like, seems like an, a, a legitimate concern. <laughs> these are real concerns. Yeah. That's a very real yeah. thing. People can lose their livelihood. People yeah. can lose. And it doesn't matter that it's, you know, that it would be illegal for you to get fired from your job. It it could still happen. And, you know, if you don't have the funds to, you know, and the time and the energy and the sort of emotional wherewithal to launch a big, like, pub- public uh, lawsuit about it, mm-hmm. you're still just out of a job. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. You have to, everybody has to make that decision for themselves. And it's not one that I will ever judge anyone 
we're making one way or the other. It's scary right. out there. But God but, bless all of, you know, those of you who are sort of in the trenches, quietly listening here, listening to us and, you know, finding camaraderie where you can. Yeah. Do reach out, though. Do look for, uh, there are atheist groups all over the country. Somebody's near you. Yeah. Uh, so find, maybe find a group that you can, that you can yeah. uh, at least sort of share some war stories with someone that you can, you in know, person. Yeah. Because like, I'm glad that this show serves the, the purpose that the, the emailer describes, right. That yes. the, the, it gives, gives them a sense of, of connection and, and whatnot. I, I, I think that it's, it's, it's one of the reasons why I keep doing the show. Right. Right. And because we uh, hate it, but <laughs> we hate doing the show, <laughs> but I, but just the, that connection only goes so far. And, and that, that human connection of, of being able to con- like be in the same room and look people in the eyes. Like yeah. that's, we need that as, as human beings. And yeah. so if that is something that is available nearby, you know, um, yeah, seek it out. Yeah. Strongly encourage it. Yeah. I mean, you and I, Frank, Nine years ago, almost 10 years ago, did a road trip through the South. Yeah. And we met up with a bunch of groups all over in places that you might not think mm-hmm. uh, that are, you know, that, that are out there just providing community for each other, just exactly. being each other's uh, safe place. So yeah. go find it if you don't have it. Uh, it exists probably. Absolutely. Well, uh, do we have some folks to thank? We do, Dan. We have a couple new patrons on Patreon. Uh, these are people who went to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and clicked on the support tab. Let's see. We have a new deacon by the name of Lug. Yeah, Lug. Get it. So, thank you. And then we have a new priest. And I'm not quite sure if this is quippy hippie or quipey hypey. <laughs> Um, so, but thank you to you, Quippy Hypey. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with quick, Quippy Hippie. <laughs> I prefer Quippy Hypey. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> but thank you. And uh, thank you to all of our patrons for, for your support. Dan, as always, we have our top donor to thank our Lord and Savior, Austin. Woo! Get it, Austin. All right, friends. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, More show coming up. Well, Frank, Dan, I was, I, this morning I looked out over uh, springtime in Salt Lake City Mm. and I saw the green on the trees finally. And, you know, it's the, it's now the two week portion of, of, Salt Lake's uh, a year where the mountains are lush and green and pretty. <laughs> it does really only last like two weeks. It's really short, and then they, <laughs> and then they go brown. <clears throat> there's a there's all these and lovely grasses that that blow in the wind, and it's yeah. just gorgeous. And then and then it gets hot, and they all die. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it is a beautiful time, and I I love sitting in awe and wonder. At, mm. As I as I gaze over uh, this this earth this rock that we are hurtling through space on, you like awe, awe, 
I do. <laughs> you do. No, it comes up a lot. I appreciate. I love just sitting and uh, I, I I love looking out into the, into the universe or uh, through. You know, I like I like looking and appreciating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, it is awe inspiring. Yeah. Right. Like when you really sit back and you you consider the odds against what we are and yeah. where we are and what we have and just being aware of it. Like it seems astronomically, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> impossible. Right? It does. I also I loved there's a meme that went around. I don't remember where I saw it. And I don't I won't quote it directly because I can't, uh, but I'll it, I'll paraphrase it. It said something like it, it pointed out that, you know, they're in this vast universe. Atoms bumped into each other a bunch and some of them coalesced into rocks and minerals. And some of those minerals then sort of turned started like flowing with goo and whatever. And then they became haunted and started walking around. And that's what we are. Mm. We are minerals. We are haunted minerals. Mm. We have we have some inexplicable uh, appreciate a way of like thinking. I don't know what is thinking. It's all very crazy. <laughs> but what I wanted to talk about was the idea that like was what the difference is between looking out over our world, you know, at the, looking at the the mountains of the Salt Lake Valley now versus looking out at the world or the universe or the or you know the mountains when we were believers mm. and what that how that experience is fundamentally different yeah because well, as uh, a believe as a believer you look at that mountain you're like wow that would be hard to make <laughs> and then another believer will lean over to you and say uh-uh because it was made by almighty god for whom nothing is difficult and everything is easy. So, <laughs> well, that's amazing. Yeah, God must be amazing. Well, and he ma- and what's really amazing and what makes me feel really special is that he made it for us. Yeah. All and, of this was created for us. It's and, ours. So, yeah. if we ruin it, that's fine. It's ours. We're allowed to. Right. And yeah. he just, he knew the perfect shade of green. God did. <laughs> to, just that our eyes would just love so yeah. much. Yeah. And the, and the perfect shade of blue to make the sky. <laughs> and everything looks so beautiful when the, when our air actually is see-through, which is not always here in Salt Lake. <laughs> right. But if you, if you don't believe in that, that God, right. Yeah. It created everything. Uh, I think it just shifts what's special around. I mean, obviously we are special, right? In the, like, humanity is special. And I think every person is special to other people, right? Yeah. But it's not this, like, the specialness is just totally different. And what's really special is this planet, if you ask me, right? Like, the the fact that we have a safe place, (laughs) that we're slowly destroying. Right. Um, Yeah. It just, but it it gave us like, we were able to evolve as creatures to mm -hmm. utilize the, the, you know, and the balance that it, that, that evolution, you know, provided 
where there's enough plants and there's enough animals and there's enough air and the air is the right air and we there's enough water and the water ends up being the right water and it's just crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's not that it's the right air. It's that it's we we're adapted to the air. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but you yeah. need a, you you like there needs to be air that supports us. I don't know. Sure. I mean, maybe there's life that has evolved on some other planet that doesn't require air. But we sure do. And there and it's there. And we're we're doing our damnedest to ruin it right now. I get that. <laughs> but for now, it's uh we still have breathable air and that's good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think you're right. The specialness is different. Yeah. Like the the whole believer mindset is that we are what's special individual like and we're special because we are god's children we are the the children of an almighty you know we we ivanka has nothing on us jared you know the the trump kids don jr ain't got nothing on me because i am a child of god himself you kind of lost me there, Dan. I did? <laughs> I don't know why I got lost there. Okay. What does Donald Trump have to do with it? I'm just saying, like, they're like his kids are special because he's, you know, an amazing human who's obviously a very <laughs> powerful man. But I'm even specialer because I'm a child of God. That's what I'm getting at. Did that huh. not make sense? I just think the like a lot of American Christian believers right now are like they would think that being Donald Trump's kid is pretty damn special. I Maybe know. even more special than just being a child of God. Well, that's true because they are also a child of God, and they are also and a child a of child. the Donald. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> they are better than we are. I guess that's where I was just like, huh? <laughs> no. but, the, but yes, I I think. The the idea that it's the that when you look at mountains and trees and stuff, and you think, "Wow, God made something beautiful for us." Mm-hmm. I get that feeling, but then, but I mean, at very. But what it doesn't do, what it precludes for 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 those believers, is a fuller a fuller picture. Because, yes, I love looking at the mountains and the trees and whatever. But also, I acknowledge that there is still monkeypox and that there are, you know, that there are, you know, critters that have evolved specifically just to hurt us. Like, Mm -hmm. we are just victims in their little game, you know, with parasites and nasty little what's-its and stuff. So, like... If you believe that God created all of this beauty for you, but you but you still know that, that people get cancer, like what? How does that even fit into things? <laughs> the devil, man. <laughs> the devil created cancer. Well, God couldn't have. Well, God, God only creates good things, Dan. God created Giardia. Why? Why did he do that? I don't know. God, God gave me traveler's I diarrhea. I still think it's the devil. <laughs> the devil did it. Yeah. Wow. I, don't you think? 
I mean, I mean I that would, would so. be the easy out, except that, like, literally God created all life. I thought that was the thing, is that all life on earth was created by God. But God's perfect. and can only create perfect, like, right? Yeah, like perfect little viruses that well, come created, along and murder okay, you. Yeah, but he created the whole thing. Let's see if we can figure this out. Let's, let's, <laughs> he created the whole thing, and then uh, Satan introduces evil into uh, the creation right and that's i would think that that's giardia okay so right giardia is evil <laughs> because it kills us yeah but clearly. when we kill all the animals and plants that we kill we're just we're god's good. creation yeah we're we're <laughs> awesome yeah, I guess. I mean, it's as good an explanation as any, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I don't know that there's a a better explanation. Hmm. But yeah, when you when you think about wasps laying eggs in eyeballs or whatever the fuck is out there, there's some nastiness out there. Yeah. There's there's no good explanation for that. Other right. I mean, there is. There's a very good explanation for that if you're on our side of the table. Right. Which is yeah. which is just that it's all just random shit anyway, and fucking every critter is just trying to find a way to keep its own alive, and yeah, and we all hunt and kill something else, and that's just how our fucked up system works. And isn't that just awe inspiring? Isn't it just awe inspiring? Awe inspiring. I don't know. Like for me, it's more about the cosmos. Like that's when I'm just like, you know, brain ex- like implosion. Right. Where it's just like, this is, it's when you can, for me, it's the odds of the whole thing. Mm. It's just, it's, I'm just, I'm just left speechless. Right. Where it's just like, I, I can't even fathom how infinitesimal we are, that we're just these little things on a little rock in some corner of the, of a galaxy in the corner of the universe. Right. Like it's just, and, and I, I'm, like I get going on some of these things sometimes and I'm, it's just heaps and loads of existential angst and, <laughs> and awe, I guess. And it's just like, wow, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. And, but it's something that like all of it, it takes obviously a very different perspective to look at the universe as an atheist. And it takes in there's, there are things beyond just, Oh, I'm going to die someday um that are hard to accept right that are hard to to face i think yeah right and uh what the fact the fact that literally like from any perspective other than our own tiny perspective mm -hmm. we are meaningless yeah we have no impact on anything in the universe we are not important we are not like we are just tiny little critters roaming yeah. around on a tiny little rock in an enormous universe. Yeah. And we've just been incredibly lucky that the universe hasn't like, you know, shot some gamma rays at us or something. Right. Or, right. or a meteor or, you know, a comet yeah. hasn't, act, you know, just happened to be on the same, yeah. on the we same line as we yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, so it reminds our, me- our meaning and our specialness is to each other. That's it. Not that's, to be sappy about it, but yeah, that's what it is. And to ourselves. 
Like, yeah, life means whatever it means to you. The things that give a, give your life meaning, the things that make you feel a sense of meaning. Yeah. That's what it is. That's, yep. that's the meaning of life. It's, that's all you got. It's the, there's a, a poem by oh, the yeah. poet Stephen Crane. Have you, mm-hmm. do you know Steve? Anyway, Stephen Crane uh, had a poem that said, I think, I, I don't know. I may be paraphrasing a little bit here, but it said, a man said to the universe, Sir, I exist. And the universe replied, the fact has not created in me a sense of obligation. <laughs> I just like that. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, your existence, so the fuck what? Yeah. To the universe, but to you and to the people around you, it means something. Yeah. There you go. All right. We're mm-hmm. not special, everybody. Uh, if you think you are special and we're full of shit, you can let us know. You can write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. My mom told me I'm special. Okay. She should write into us, though. <laughs> and I believe her. <laughs> I've chosen I've chosen to believe her. Um, the telephone number that you could call and share your story with us is 424-666-8442. It's just a little voicemail thing. Yeah. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, and just click on that like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Head over to thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Yeah! Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.